What do you make of his? Marcus Rashford should be the Manchester United captain. He absolutely should be the Manchester United captain, but why is he not? Oh, I don't think he's captain material at all. Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. Off the ball breakfast. Ireland's sports breakfast show. Yeah, three minutes past nine on this Friday morning's Off the Ball Sports Breakfast. Myself and Adrian, delighted to have Alex Kobe, Irish Racing Supreme, in studio. Alex, good morning. How are things? Good morning. All are great. It's great to be home. We were saying, yeah, you're home from. So you were you were in the states for for a bit of time, a couple of months. Yeah. There. So I've moved over to the states. I moved over in October, and so I'm planning to kind of live there full time. Luckily enough, I was allowed to come home for a month for Christmas to see my family and stuff. It has been a long nine weeks that I've been away from them. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely nice to be home. Weather isn't great compared to back yeah. in America, but I'm used to it. <laughs> Where in the States are you based? I'm based in North Carolina in a town called Charlotte. Yeah. Um, so basically Charlotte is where everyone in motorsports is where all the NASCAR teams are. They have a big NASCAR track. It's just a lot of different motorsports are in Charlotte. You have your crazy eight racing, all those kind of mm. dirt track racing. So if, if you're moving to America, Indianapolis and Charlotte are like the best place to be. So I think we did we did an interview with you and off the ball or it was a, it was a kind of a video. I think one of the lads went down to your home possibly. You were, I think you were 14. This was back in... Uh, the start of 2019 and it was like I remember at the time thinking Jesus 14 get involved in karting I think you were in karting at the time but yes I probably I've been up to karting until now right yeah yeah um God, that was a very long time ago. To the point, Alex, I suspect you don't even remember that. No. <laughs> Look at Adam go. So it was yesterday my mom actually said to me she's like you've been on off the ball before and I was like have I? And she was like, yeah, see, COVID just broke everything up yeah. right? I can't remember anything yeah. past COVID. Yeah. Um, but now that you say it, I do remember that because I think it was the only time someone had come to the house and interviewed me. I think it was actually my cousin. Right, right. Yeah, Craig. Um, so, yeah, that's a long time. A <laughs> I'm sorry I can't even remember no, that, no. but I remember it now that you're asking. I know my dad was interviewed as well um, while we were doing it. Well, talk to us about that link. So, and, you, and you spoke about that in that interview in, in, in uh, you know, whatever it was, five years ago. But the, 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 the family history involved in racing. So your dad and your uncle were basically handing off the mantle to you so you had no choice really to get <laughs> into racing pressure there yeah <laughs> um, yeah so my dad when he was a teenager said he'd give it a go and so then my uncle slowly followed on with him but now I, I wasn't there <laughs> I didn't mm-hmm. see them race but apparently they were spectacular like we have our racing awards every year and you see the cups and now the new classes their names wouldn't be on them but the old classes up to now, you will see like Gary Kobe, Aaron Kobe engraved on the cups. Mm. And it's just, it's mm-hmm. crazy that way because everyone in the industry of karting over here know my parents and would know my uncle and my whole family. And so I grew up that way. My Like my mom would walk around the track before I was even born. And then when I was, she'd be pushing the buggy. Then I grew up and I was walking, running around the place causing havoc. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I was six, my dad said, right, we'll just give her a go, see how she gets on. Like, they're not expecting much from a six-year-old. But they said I took to her really well. What were you in as a six-year-old? What, what Bag- part? Yeah. Oh, uh, they call them cadets. Okay. So it's like an age... The age group is 8 to about 12, 13. Um, but I, I just got into a car when I was 6. Okay. I didn't start racing until I was 8. Um, it's changed now. Like, my little brother Christian got his first car when he was 2. 
No wow. way. Yeah. So on his second Christmas, Santa brought him a cart. Most people are going around on those little things that you'd move your legs on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I know you see us with our pedals at the age of three. Like, it's crazy. Wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then he started, they got a, they brought in a younger class. So I think it was up, it was five then to, okay. to eight. And you see them, they're very cute. <laughs> yeah. They are so cute. You'll see them, they're about this high and they have their helmets on. So they look like little bobbleheads. Yeah. But it's it. The is thing it competitive is, at that age? It is. It is competitive enough. I think more so for the dads because yeah. they know what competitiveness yeah. is. Yeah. Um, but the kids, they give their all. They really do. They all think they're Lewis Hamilton or Max Verstappen. Um, but when you're do, when yeah. you're eight, you're doing you're doing ninety five kilometers an hour, give or take seventy. Yeah, nine. Yeah. Is, it, 70 is that right? Kilometers, yeah. 70 kilometres, yeah. 70 kilometres. That's fa- very fast no, is, for yeah. an eight-year-old. Thank you. Um, um, yeah, like to, the biggest thing I know, obviously I did it at a young age, but when my brother started doing it, I said, how can he mm. actually comprehend what he's doing? Mm. What, like, what, like what, what's, <laughs> what's he thinking about? What's a five-year-old going at? Um, oh, a bit slower. See, I never did it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. A bit slower, but it'd still be, like... It'd be a good bit slower. Like, you could, you could walk beside them. Okay, okay, um, okay. Maybe do a, a fast job. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but it's still a it's full on, fair like, base. Yeah. <laughs> when you were growing up in, in Newbridge and Kildare, you're, you're originally from? I'm actually originally from Clondalkin. Clondalkin, right. Moved over, though, at a very young age. Yeah, so that was, all my racing started in Newbridge. Was it, like, were you involved in d- different sports? Was it a, a case of getting into to racing? Or was it simply racing was the only fixation you had simply in your mind? racing. Really? It was more... I hate to say it this way. It wasn't really a choice because it was such a young age and it was a family thing. I was thrown into it and I had done it for consecutive years. I never missed a gap. Mm-hmm. And therefore, because racing takes up so much time, I started actually, I did a bit of karate when I was like 13. Um, I did a good bit of that. But every time there was a competition, I'd be racing. Okay. So I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't even compete because I'm such a competitive person. I was like, I want to be competing. Um, but it was very good for an, a fitness aspect. But when it came to football and stuff, I n- never found an interest mm. at all. Um, a lot of my friends would play football and stuff like that. And I was just one of those kids that sat in mm-hmm. PE in the corner thinking about race cars. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I remember speaking to even like uh, Alex Dunn took me around Mondello Park before and we spoke to Alex Denning for some reason they're, they're all Alex's all these uh, young Irish uh, racing talents but the, um, the, they all speak about and I've heard you speak about it before Alex as well is the rush that you get from, from racing at these speeds like it, that, that must be the something that, that locks you in the adrenaline yeah it's, um, it's a bit of a high it's definitely a sickness motorsport is a sickness because once you're in it you definitely cannot get out of it um, but yeah, like any illness, I know sometimes I've raced when I'm sick or whatever. As soon as I get in the car, it's all gone. Uh-huh. You're just there and it's all you're thinking about. And as soon as the engine starts, like even the nerves, because usually when I'm sitting there before a race, I like have the shakes or <laughs> something, really, really nervous. But as soon as the engine goes on, all that goes away. And you don't even think about the people around you. All you're focusing on is looking for the checkered flag. Mm. And it is, it's very cringy to say that, but it is the fact, like, you are not thinking about anything else. You're going straight into the cart, or the car, and, yeah, the nerves hit you, but as soon as the engine goes, like, that adrenaline just washes all worry, all nervousness, and, like, just anything that's bothering you away, because it's all you're focusing on. Mm -hmm. It's just so intense that it has that effect on you. 
when you have an accident, like, and, and I think you had a big enough carding accident when you were, when you were younger as well. Yeah. Like, maybe tell us about that and, and, and the impact that has on you because you were back in a card fairly quickly afterwards. Yeah, well, you can't really take gaps, isn't mm-hmm. it? You, you really can't um, or else you're, you're starting back on the back foot. When I had that crash, I was very young. I think I was about, God, I think it was nine or ten and it was in Cork and Watergrass Hill and basically we were coming out of a hairpin to go into another hairpin and there was five. Mm-hmm. There was five of us and I was on, on the inside coming into the but we all got pushed together and I got tipped into a truck t- or a tractor tire and went fifteen feet up in the air, Oof. fell out of it myself into the tire where the cart then landed on top of me. And surprisingly enough, I've been doing this for nearly 14 years. I've never broken a bone, never fractured anything. Like, nothing bad has ever happened to me. And I walked out of it completely fine. But I I did have to go to a bit of sports therapy for a while. There were a few years where something was going on in my system where I was unable to race. I could could drive, but I would just let people buy me. I wouldn't really be aggressive enough to pass. Psychological thing. Yeah, it was... Like physically, I was fine, but mentally, I was like, I, I don't think I could do it anymore. Um, but I went to I went to therapy for it and stuff. Um, and it just it just took seat time. It just mm-hmm. took me a while to just shake that off. And then I did, and now I'm here, and, and I'm how, doing fine. <laughs> what's the uh, without going too deep on it? But like, what's the nuts and bolts of that? So you're identifying the stuff that you've just talked about there that you're you're less aggressive than you used to be for very normal, natural reasons. You've been in a tip and that's a quite a human reaction to it. What, what is the literal process of the conversations you're having to get yourself back into a position where you're now hitting that corner again at full speed? Trying to pass people. And yeah, like, like, how, how do you, it, you know... You just... I think it took <laughs> more so my dad giving out to me, being like, "Why are you driving like a girl?" <laughs> um, because I was, I was, I was quite a good racing driver for the age I was in. I had a lot of aggression in me, mm. and I'd say it was only about three years, maybe two, where I just couldn't do it. Right. And as I said, it just took more and more. There wasn't really a conversation, and nobody said it to me. It's mm. just me looking back on it now, where I'm like, I wasn't aggressive enough. I didn't have the hunger. Mm. Um, and I can see now that it just took time. It wasn't really anybody saying or doing okay. anything. It was just me getting into the cart and doing it, like facing the fear. And then, you know, yeah, I did have the arguments with my dad. He was like, why are you not passing them? You are so much quicker than these guys. Mm. Like, you just need to put your head down and realise you're going to be okay. Mm. And so I did. I, I chipped away and I got better and better. And it started to be one of those cases where I was like, if I don't pass him, mm. I'm getting passed because I know I'm quick enough. I just need to mentally think through the steps of if I pass him, it'll be okay. Mm. And I'll get another position and another position mm. and it will all work out in the path of what I deserve it to be, mm. really. Like it is, a, it is one of those sports where, where men and women can can compete on an even keel on the yeah. same track. Yeah. Like, was that something at the start that was difficult for you as one of the few, maybe Irish women involved? You look at Danica Patrick over in the states and these huge names that have that have pioneered the whole thing. Even yeah. Rosemary Smith over here, who sadly passed away uh, quite recently, would have would have I guess pioneered the the, 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 the women racing in Ireland as well. Was that something at the start that was that was tough for you, or have you just completely got used to that? 
people do ask me that question. Even as a kid, they really did ask. And I always said it was different for me, um, partly because I grew up into mm-hmm. it. So when I got there, when I started, I already knew everyone. Yeah. And I already had a huge respect because of my second name. Um, personally, I didn't I didn't struggle or I, I just didn't notice it until about two, three years ago racing over here where there would be times I'd hear rumours of dads telling their sons, you know, if if you don't pass her or you don't beat her, you're hitting her off. He was like, you're not being beaten by a girl. And that was as we grew up and obviously then the pride kicks in. And yeah, it became a struggle. Um, a lot. There would be a lot of falling outs with guys just because... Guys don't like to be beaten by a girl. And I can't, like, 100% that is fair enough. I'm not going to spite them for it. It's just going to make me hungry to beat them. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it, it hasn't been a huge effect for me. I think it's great to be in a sport where I can say, oh, I'm not the best female. I'm the best. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I am. But mm-hmm. when you play football, you're playing against women or just men so you're able to say I'm the best male footballer I'm the best female footballer but we're racing you're really competing to put a name over all gender instead mm. of just being the best female which I always kind of say to people it's like don't don't like cut me short of just saying I'm the best female I want to be the best professional racing driver that I can be I'm not going to say oh I'm the best professional female racing driver that's not where my goals are at all mm. um, and I think that's a huge thing um around this time where people need to realise that because back a few years ago as you said Rosemary Smith she was titled as the best female mm-hmm. um, a, a bunch of times at doing different things but that didn't really represent her did it she she trailblazed for someone like myself but I think she deserves a better title than the best female yeah. you know mm. The random vandals racing. You've signed with them in, in the in the US. So what 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 is what is that? What's the profile? I guess the next three to five years for you, or even more short term than that. Like what, what do the next couple of years look like? Is it a case of trying to get into those professional ranks and and, and building on that, or, or what's the ultimate ambition? I guess. So at the moment, random vandals are doing three series. They're doing two pro and one um, club series. So we have. IMSA, SRO and WRL. At the moment, I'm doing WRL. Whatever, you know, fits, I'll kind of hop into the car as I'm quite new to it. Mm. Um, So next year is going to be really me just finding my feet with the car even more so. Um, And then hopefully if I gather a bit of funding, I'll be able to hop into a car for the pro series like SRO. But, it takes it takes money, so I can't actually say where I'm going to be in five years' time. In five years' time, I'd love to be racing IMSA, like on a paid drive, being mm-hmm. a professional racing driver against all of those big names and all of those branded cars. Like you, you see yourself, and you're like, I like when I go and watch an IMSA race, I'm looking on track, and I'm like, there's a Mercedes out there, there's a Audi, blah blah, blah like mm-hmm. Aston Martin, like all these really fast cars. And I really want to sit in one of those cars, yeah. you know. And that's what I want to do. But growing up with Carton, I was, I was like, you know, Formula, 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 single seaters. That's what we're going to be doing. And so I tried F4 for a little while, and then I tried the M2 BMW in 2022, and 
I was like, GT racing is not what I thought it was. Mm. And nobody talks about GT racing when you're coming from a karting background. And so it was something that I fell into, but it was like it was faith because I preferred GT over the open wheelers 100% more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I'm quite lucky that way because a lot of people don't have the opportunity. Their head is just straight and that's where they're their ambitions and their parents are going to push them to because that's what they think they want where Mm. my situation was I was just offered something I said yeah that's Mm. the thing right next year is going to be opportunities popping up and I just need to say yes to all of them because it's going to be an experience to try and find where I want to go but I want to try and get to IMSA and be able to race GT cars at the highest level like go to Le Mans and all those kind of Mm -hmm. races Um, But next year, as I said, it's just going to be a mixture of different things and just working with the team and trying to gather information on how the car works because I'm quite new to the car. You know, I'm not used to coming up against cars and how they work and it's all carts for me. So, yeah, that's basically what what I see next year being. All right, well, there was a quote there, um, uh, when I'm older, I would love to race cars, and who knows, maybe go all the, all the way to F1 from uh, 10-year-old Alex Colby in 2015. So we, uh, <laughs> I know you've mentioned that might not be, you know, there might be other paths, so we will watch that with interest over the next while. Enjoy the next few weeks at home. Thanks, Amelia, for Thank coming into so us. Thank you so much for having Thanks me. Thanks for that, Alex Thank Colby. You. We'll keep an eye on you over the next bit. Off the ball, breakfast. Ireland's Sports Breakfast Show.